4: that's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BTW, group we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
5: Downtown Miami. It's a glistening fusion of finance, fashion, and fizz. Perched on the edge of the Atlantic Ocean. Hundreds of opulent skyscrapers dot the coastline. Gigantic glass and steel structures reaching formidably into South Florida's tropical skies. On this mid-May morning, back in 2021... As the sun rises over Biscayne Bay, downtown Miami comes alive with early birds out and about hitting up street vendors to get their morning fix on. Hey, let me get an empanada, please. And can you add un café con leche, But while frenzied nine to fivers jockey for the inside lane of their personal rat race, 31-year-old Daniel Miller sits high above the chaotic bustle and is in no particular hurry to do anything. She's a voluptuous woman at five foot seven, with long dark hair and pouty lips. She kind of looks like a Kardashian if you squint. She's recovering now from plastic surgery in her white marbled luxury high-rise. Danielle Miller screams affluence with her Rolex watch, Christian Dior digs, and Louis Vuitton handbag. She's got prescription OxyContin coursing through her veins and two private nurses on staff to help with her convalescence. Clad in tight surgical stockings, tubes draining fluid affixed to her posterior, she lumbers around her swanky Miami condo with a halting gait, each step an exercise in pain tolerance. Suddenly, the phone rings. It's the front desk. Urging her to come down to the lobby, Immediately, there's an emergency. But when Danielle opens the front door to head out, a swarm of federal agents from the Department of Homeland Security rush in, throw her up against the wall, and arrest her. Danielle Nicole Miller is accused of trying to scam the federal government out of nearly $1 million. And that's just the tip of this con woman's iceberg. I'm Jonathan Walton, and this is Season 3 of Queen of the Con: The Rich Girl. Episode 1, The Brazilian Butt Lift.
3: I remember when she called and told me about being arrested after the Brazilian butt lift, and she was laughing about, like, how it was ridiculous that she had gotten a Brazilian butt lift and was yelling at the police for, like, you know, getting her butt tissue out of joint when they were handcuffing her and stuff like that. (laughs)
5: Venerated journalist Jessica Pressler, who looks kind of like a cross between Lois Lane and Taylor Swift, has become the go-to expert on modern-day female con artists like Danielle Miller.
3: Well, the funny thing for me is that all of these stories are interlinked.
5: For listeners who don't know, you wrote the definitive article about Anna Delvey slash Anna Sorokin that got turned into that hit Netflix series Inventing Anna where the the star of it essentially is portraying you and, and, and the fight you had to get your story published
3: The character in the show is, is a fictionalized version of me uh, a highly fictionalized version of me but yeah it's
5: true And you also wrote the article that the movie Hustlers was based on right the first right. Yeah
3: which is yeah. just
5: incredible
3: no, it was, it was a crazy couple
5: of years there, for sure. And it's during those crazy couple of years where Jessica Pressler meets Danielle Miller. And what do you make of Danielle Miller as a, as a con artist?
3: I mean, I really don't, I really don't know. I mean, she is obviously a troubled person. She obviously keeps getting into trouble repeatedly.
5: Right now. Danielle Miller is supposedly under house arrest, awaiting federal trial. I say supposedly because if you follow her on Instagram, and 33,000 people do, you'd see her out and about in New York City, showing off her ankle monitor on the street, at restaurants, at clubs. She's become kind of a con artist influencer from the Anna Delvey school of scam and glam. I'm posting screen grabs of her frolicking while under house arrest on our Instagram page, at Queen of the Con, so you can see for yourself. When's the last time you talked to Danielle Miller? She
3: texts every once in a while. So I
5: reach out to Danielle Miller for an interview to get her side of this incredible story. And as soon as she hears she's the subject of this podcast, she blocks me on social media. Then suddenly, I get an email from her entertainment attorney. <laughs> yeah, you heard right, her entertainment attorney. Like, why
6: would she have an entertainment attorney?
5: My buddy, fellow reality TV producer, Evan Goldstein, who you know by now from our first two seasons, is surprised. Like, what would be the point
6: of that? Like, why? She's facing federal trial for scamming a million dollars from the government or trying to. And so her entertainment lawyer is getting back to you.
5: The only reason anyone ever has an entertainment attorney
6: is to vet entertainment deals for TV shows or movies or books or whatever. In her mind, she has a profitable life. And I'm sure, you know, we both work in TV. There are production companies out there that want to tell her story that will also just be like, oh yeah, if you'll give us the exclusive, we'll let you say whatever the fuck you want. You know, just be in the chair and talk to us. I hate to sound
5: like an old man here, but Back in my day, scammers shunned publicity. They weren't out there with entertainment attorneys trying to sell their story.
6: It's crazy. How insane is that? Where are we? I know. Where are we? Well, it just speaks to everybody wants to be famous nowadays. You can defraud people, you could do all this shit, and people think she's fucking cool, man, you know? And I think she wants to capitalize. So Danielle Miller's entertainment attorney emails me
4: saying, quote, Unfortunately, Danielle is not interested in participating in your project at this time.
5: But that's not to say she isn't talking publicly. Earlier this year, a fawning interviewer treated Danielle like a freaking celebrity,
3: saying, quote, Oh my gosh, I am so excited that you're here right now. Welcome. I feel like I'm, like, meeting, like, Gandhi. Do you know what I mean?
5: And Danielle responded, quote,
3: Well, I'm not Gandhi, but...
5: But she is something. Danielle Miller regales with her harrowing experience of getting arrested by federal agents post-Brazilian butt lift surgery, or BBL, as the interviewer refers to it.
3: I had just gotten my body done in Miami two weeks prior to getting arrested by the feds. You got a BBL, and the fucking feds arrested you in your garment, like, post-BBL. Like, threw you against a wall. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And they knew... That's the crazy part. They knew about it.
5: Of course they knew about it. They'd been surveilling her for months. According to court records, the hundreds of thousands of dollars she was living the high life on in Miami was allegedly stolen from the federal government, including the 20 grand or so that she spent on her Brazilian butt lift. What's a Brazilian butt lift?
6: Is that like a Brazilian wax? (laughs) My buddy Evan is as in the dark about all this stuff as I was. And they what? They just lift your saggy butt like up higher? <laughs> I thought so too, but no. I what did some it? research. So a Brazilian
5: butt lift, it's named after the doctor who was Brazilian who invented it. It's a plastic surgeon. Dr. Butt Lift? <laughs> no, but he was Brazilian. Okay. They suck fat out from an undesirable part of your body where you don't want fat. And they stick it in your butt where you want to make a bigger
6: butt. Oh, so donk like surgery. So you could start hitting the twerk market. Yeah. Yeah. Well, big butts are like all the rage, you know? Like, big butts are huge now. <laughs> big butts. Big butts technically have always been huge. <laughs> Yeah, but I couldn't imagine it'd be like smooth. You know what I mean? Like you get the butt dimples. Well, I think they put like, and that's what she was wearing, like surgical stockings to like make it heal smooth. I guess it depends on, you know, like how much, what kind of doctor you can get and how good they are. But yeah.
7: It was actually popularized by the Kardashians. It's a procedure where they essentially take fat from your stomach and waist area and they put it in your butt.
5: Journalist Sophie Ross covers influencer culture and hosts a podcast called So True with Sophie Ross.
7: Aside from the Kardashians, I think it's important to point out that Kendall Jenner has one. She doesn't have the very exaggerated one. You can get a very, you know, subtle one. Kris Jenner has definitely had one. Nicki Minaj.
5: So it's like a big butt and a tiny waist.
7: Yes, yes, exactly. But again, it's like you can get the Kendall Jenner version, which is like, you get like a baby BBL. So it's just like a little <laughs> bit of
4: curves But again, like
7: you're not gonna be able to get those curves naturally, but they look more natural than, you know, the super exaggerated Kylie Jenner, Chloe, Kim Kardashian butts. There are definitely way more celebrities than like I can think of off the top of my head. There's one that has a very rabid fan base, so I'm not even gonna bring her up.
5: Oh, like, and and her fans attack if you uh, accuse her of having a BBL?
7: Yeah, so I'm just not even gonna gonna say it, but (laughs) more than, than you could possibly realize, because again, it's like these celebrities have access to the best plastic surgeons in Beverly Hills, and they're not going to Tijuana, which can be very dangerous when a lot of these women who are trying to replicate that Kardashian body go to sketchy doctors or go to Tijuana, and it's a very dangerous procedure. That's another thing to point out is that A BBL is one of the most dangerous elective procedures that you can have. So keep that in mind.
5: And for the record, I should say that Kim Kardashian adamantly denies ever getting a BBL and even x-rayed her own butt on her e-show to prove it. And we all know that x-rays are famous for showing fat, right? But Kim Kardashian denies to this day that she got a BBL.
7: Which is hilarious. Like, how stupid do you think we are?
5: Anyway, the question burning in my mind now is, how the hell did Danielle Miller, who comes from a wealthy New York family and has a privileged upbringing, wind up in a downtown Miami high rise, pinned to the wall by federal agents handcuffing her while recovering from a BBL? And that crazy arrest is one of many over the years. Daniel Miller has a rap sheet longer than a CVS receipt, spanning five states and hundreds of victims. And I talked to a bunch of them for this podcast. It's truly an unbelievable story. And it starts where most
0: unbelievable stories start on the Internet.
2: Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life, transform the world.
5: As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every case I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. That's why I recommend SimpliSafe Home Security. SimpliSafe was named Best Home Security Systems of 2024 by U.S. News & World Report. They've got sensors that you can place on your doors and windows to detect break-ins, fires, and even floods. They also offer a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras so you can see what's going on inside and outside your home anytime. Day or night, it's backed by twenty four seven professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and they have a sixty day money back guarantee. Get twenty percent off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/queen. That's simplysafe.com/queen. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
2: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: just about everybody's identity is floating around the internet somewhere. Scott Tenley was a federal prosecutor with the Department of Justice. Whether it's the dark web, whether it's across the country, across the world in China, we are giving so much data about ourselves to every website, to every bank, everywhere, and it's not always maintained in a safe and secure way. And when you hear about these data breaches, That's millions of people who now are exposed to being victims of crimes.
5: You may remember Scott from our last season. He's the guy who prosecuted Lizzie Mulder, the OC savior. And in his seven and a half years at the Justice Department, he's seen every kind of con under the sun.
1: Dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of fraud cases would come across my desk. They are everywhere. At six foot three, he's a dashing Clark Kent type, prosecuting
5: con cases in federal court Hell bent on taking scammers
1: down. I was very passionate about my job. I mean, it, that's, that's why I love being a prosecutor because you're out there helping victims of crime, right? And, and it's like, wow, I've identified with all this evidence, who has done this? You know, How am I gonna get this across the finish line, which is the right and just result? These days though, Scott Tenley is working in the private sector. I'm a partner in the white collar defense and government investigations practice at Michaelman and Robinson in Irvine, California. Now, do you do cases all over the country? I do. Have law license, will travel. (laughs) Yes.
5: (laughs) Because the federal case against Daniel Miller is open and ongoing, the Department of Justice won't talk to me about it. But their former prosecutor, Scott Tenley, will. He hasn't worked the case, but he's reviewed some of the court records and drawing from his vast experience bringing the Daniel Millers of the world to justice, he has some valuable insight.
1: So it's a wire fraud case. Wire fraud is a very broad statute that allows the federal government to charge any scheme to defraud, provided you use an interstate wire or use the mail. And today, almost everything happens with an interstate wire. Emails, bank deposits, wire transfers, you're gonna have a wire. So effectively, it's this very broad tool that the federal government can use to prosecute anybody engaged in a scheme to steal money from a victim.
5: In short, what the government is alleging, according to court records, is that Daniel Miller stole a bunch of identities and accessed various Department of Motor Vehicle websites to get victims' driver's licenses mailed to her, and then used those driver's licenses to open bank accounts and apply for more than $900,000 in COVID relief money. If you recall, at the height of the pandemic, Most people were in lockdown, at home, and out of work. The federal government dispersed trillions of dollars in COVID relief. And scammers like Danielle Miller pounced hard and fast. She did manage to get more than $200,000 in loans, but she tried to get almost a million before they nabbed her. So she was getting away with this again and again and again. They confiscated
1: $600,000 from her. Can they do that? So the indictment does not need to allege every fraudulent loan they think that she's involved with. They do need to have some factual basis to think that whatever they seize is proceeds of criminal activity, right? So for instance, if she set up the bank account only for the fraud and there's no legitimate money going in, that could be a basis to say, Hey, everything in this account we need to seize and we'll get it sorted out later. There's also these aggravated identity theft charges in here that I don't know if you saw. Talk to me. So those are charges that have a unique sentence to them. It is a mandatory minimum two years consecutive to whatever you get on something, on the underlying fraud, right? Which suggests she's not going to walk away from this without doing at least some jail time.
5: But hearing Danielle's version of events, based on her public statements, the feds don't have a thing on her. An interviewer asks her, quote,
3: When the feds came to your Miami apartment, when you were all bandaged up from your BPL, they seized a lot of incriminating things from that apartment, such as a lot of cash, money orders, a bunch of fake IDs.
5: And Danielle responds, saying, quote,
3: Like, what is a lot of cash, though? So also like cash and money orders, those are completely legal things. So I don't know why they like, they were just seized like, because that's what they're supposed to do. I'm not, I can't really talk about it. It's an open case. Like, they apparently were there for like 12 hours. It's a two bedroom apartment. You're in my apartment for 12 hours. Like, I don't even know what, like, I don't even know. I still don't know to this day. Like, I just know that they took like my Chanel bags and my Birkin and like a suitcase. And like, I don't know what was taken. So what are these fake IDs? I don't know. I know a lot of people that own production companies and produce music videos in L.A., and none of them can afford a Birkin and a Rolls-Royce and, like, half the things that you... I also have rich boyfriends. Right, right.
5: Right. Listening to her speak, you might find it hard to believe this woman is a criminal mastermind. I assure you, though, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing situation because the 15-page affidavit alleging Daniel Miller's very complicated and very detailed scam is quite damning. I'm posting a copy of it on our Instagram page, at Queen of the Con. But the entire federal case on Daniel Miller is a stack of papers hundreds of pages deep. (laughs) It's thick, so I've been told. My buddy Evan Goldstein and I are sifting through all the court records now in the United States versus Danielle Miller case. My dining room table looks like a scene from Hoarders. Evan picks up one stack of papers titled Affidavit of Special Agent in Support
6: of Criminal Complaint and begins reading. In January 2021, HSI special agents began investigating a scheme where an individual accessed numerous My RMV accounts within the Massachusetts Registry of Motor Vehicles. That's the DMV in Massachusetts. Oh, okay.
5: Yeah, that's where she hit to take over people's identities. So she used DMV records. She went in there and changed the address and had them send someone else's license to her. Oh. And then she put her photo over the license. So that's how she had fake IDs. Yes, this was her
6: specialty. According to authorities and people I've interviewed working on the case. Access to the system requires a user to enter certain identifiers, such as name, date of birth, social security number. RMV records revealed that my RMV accounts associated with 27 different individuals were accessed from one IP address between August 1, 2020, and August 5th. 2020. Wow. So
5: these are 27 people.
6: 27 people in four days. Yeah. She was just getting started. TD Bank records reveal that account number xxxxx 1010 was opened under the name LMS. LMS has reported that she did not open this account. TD Bank records reflect the deposit of $102,400 from SBA to the TD Bank account xxxxx 1010 on August 6, 2020. So that's the loan that came through, one of them, that Daniel Miller
5: allegedly tricked the federal government into giving her, $102,000 she gets deposited into this victim's bank account that she opened in the name of the victim, and the victim has no idea. Has no idea,
6: yeah. Wow. That's crazy, man. Like, it's just crazy that you could get into, like, you could just do this by accessing DMV records. Yeah. That's kind of scary. It is. We're all out there. Like, how the hell did she even get in there in the first place? Like, just, like, cracked her password or something? Because No. So this is a whole other
5: thing.
0: Telegram.
4: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
8: No purchase necessary. VTW group void prohibited by law. See terms
1: and
4: conditions 18 plus. Have
5: you heard of Telegram?
6: Mm-mm.
5: So Telegram is this like social media platform, kind of like WhatsApp. It's encrypted messaging. You download the app and you can start a group. And Telegram is used by a lot of criminals to share stolen information. Mm. So whenever you read about one of those gigantic data breaches from Google or from this bank or from that bank.
2: Cyber attack on J.P. Morgan Chase. And a data breach at TD Bank. May- Their personal information, including social security numbers, may have been stolen. In a-
5: the people who stole that info sell it on Telegram. Mm. And according to investigators that I've spoken to, Daniel Miller was using Telegram to join these groups Buy this information using cryptocurrency, and then impersonating these people, you know, for the information she bought, she impersonates them. So that's how she found that victim LMS. She found her on Telegram, and had all her info: her birth date, her address, her social. So she could open a bank account in her name, apply for an SB loan in her name, and get that hundred and two thousand dollars. Yeah, that's scary. No one is safe. Every bank, every Google, Yahoo. Hotmail, whatever. They get breached all the time. You hear it on the news. 20 million addresses were breached, whatever. That's, that's our info.
6: I know. I, I accidentally clicked a, a bogus link, and it scares the shit out of me after talking to you all the time. <laughs> you're like, you're fucked. Well, I mean, you should change all your passwords. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, or just kill yourself. Well, you know, one of the two. That's the escape. It's like that Eddie Izzard joke. It's like cake or death. Well, I choose cake, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I obviously choose cake, too
4: i gonna run out of cake at this
5: rate. <laughs> but not all of Danielle Miller's alleged attempts to steal people's identities and apply for COVID money work out.
6: According to court records, the individual then made several unsuccessful attempts to request a duplicate license. The individual also attempted an address change, but was unsuccessful. See, that's the scheme. So she gets her info, goes into the DMV
5: online, requests a duplicate license, and then tries to change the address so when she gets the
6: license, the address matches her own right. that she's using for the scam. The account listed to Southwest Street apartment in Miami, Florida for the address and 3107 one as the phone number and that's one of the addresses she was staying at in miami right so she's just trying to use this woman's identity and change her information so it links up with her current address but it's still under the victim's name
5: which is bold but stupid because why link it to a place you're physically at i mean i guess she had no fear i guess she thought she was above the law she'd gotten away so far like it's just crazy to me even if i wanted to steal people's identities I'm not linking it to my address where I'm at. I'm going to find like a P.O. box or or some fall guy's address. Right?
6: I don't know. One thing, though,
5: that differentiates Danielle Miller from a lot of other con artists, at least in this instance, is she doesn't actually know any of her victims here. She never meets them. She only knows their social security numbers and dates of birth and other really
6: personal, private details. As noted above, this scheme has involved the use of P.I.I. of K.E., who is a resident of Wisconsin.
5: Now we're into the Wisconsin victim. So the other victim was Massachusetts. This victim is Wisconsin, and this is just more proof that this is a data breach that she bought using crypto on Telegram, and now she's just randomly using whoever's information to get driver's licenses and IDs. Yeah, just and at it.
6: random, just whoever's information she can. Shows yeah. up in the breach. Yeah. yeah,
5: and it. So now we're in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. According to court records, Daniel Miller steals the identity from a random woman in Wisconsin, gets a driver's license in her name, and rents a Zipcar in Miami using
6: that same woman's driver's license and credit card. Zipcar explained the applicant was required to upload the front and back of a driver's license as well as a selfie of themselves. And here's the funny thing. Daniel Miller is five foot seven and has brown hair, the woman whose driver's license she steals, known as K.E.? According to the National Law Enforcement Telecommunications System, K.E. is 5'3", and has blonde brown hair and blue eyes.
5: Ah, so it's not, so K.E. is not the one on her license that Daniel Miller got. She put her own picture on her license, and she took her selfie, so the pictures matched, and she got the zip card. Mm-hmm. God, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's exhausting reading what she did. Can you imagine doing it? It's a lot of legwork. Yeah, but it's insanely profitable. According to court records, Danielle Miller also allegedly swipes another $125,000 in COVID cash using the identification of a victim in Arizona, referred
6: to as AS in the affidavit. But at the end of the day, what people fail to recognize is that there are people with real lives that are losing money, you know, that affects them deeply. It's easy to see that because she's not personally meeting them.
5: So maybe she feels a disconnect that these are just numbers and ones and zeros. Yeah, that's true. And they're not
6: really people, but they are people. We are all ones and zeros. It just sucks. Like, you know, you wake up one day, you're just going about your life and you find out someone stole your identity. Someone is doing all this shit under your name with your fucking driver's license. It's got to be fucking infuriating. And worse than that,
5: if you're trying to buy a home or you're trying to buy a car and it comes up that all this money you owe, someone took out credit in your name and charged up a storm. Right. What are you going to do? Screwed. You're
6: screwed. you got going to get into the whole thing. It's like, oh, the identity. Right. You no, know, the theft. onus da, 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 da. is on the
5: victim to prove their case. It takes years to right. get out from under that.
6: Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, you're high risk. You did all this shit and, da, 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 and then you got to go through like this whole fucking song and dance about, oh, there was this person that, you know, essentially defrauded me. And now, ugh, God, I would just be so fucking pissed off. As for the rest of that affidavit, it turns out the special agent investigating Danielle Miller is also one of her Instagram followers because they write I am familiar with an Instagram post dated September 10th, 2020, by user Killa D. Miller that includes a photograph of a woman wearing a blue outfit standing in front of a white Rolls Royce. Behind her, the words, the Beverly Hills can be seen written on a pink peach building. The photograph appears to have been taken in the valet area of the Beverly Hills Hotel located in Beverly Hills, California. I believe the woman depicted in this photograph is the same individual depicted on the fraudulent LMS Massachusetts driver's license on file with EXO Global in the fraudulent KE Wisconsin driver's license on file with Zipcar.
5: Bam, so her Instagram is, is shackling her. Yeah,
6: it's like you need that fucking attention. Yeah. You just want attention. You, you know, I only post tasteful heart. nudes on my Instagram. <laughs> like I don't show anything lavish. I just pare it all down. Interestingly enough,
5: after Daniel Miller is allegedly successful in obtaining all that COVID cash, under other people's names and bank accounts. Her next stop is the corner
6: grocery store. TD Bank records revealed numerous transactions from public Supermarket in Miami, Florida between August 11th, 2020 and September 8. Publix records revealed that the items purchased were Western Union money orders totaling approximately $22,862. Wow. Well, that's more proof that she's a scammer. This is the currency
5: of scammers, money orders. Any one of those email scams or phone scams where they try to trick you that they're calling from the IRS or calling from the bank or your grandson has been arrested, send money, they want a money order because it's untraceable and because it's like cash. You give a scammer a money order, they deposit it, it's done. A money order is cash. You know, It's like a cashier's check. So this is more evidence that she went and purchased $22,000 in money orders for what? Who does that?
6: Yeah. Who does that? Only a scammer. The majority of the money orders were made out to K.E. Gem and Jewels. That's a jewelry store. Huh.
5: So she's buying jewelry. So she's getting the money in SB loans, right? And this is like money laundering because she's using it to buy money orders and then using those money orders to buy jewelry. Yeah, just make it out to the jewelry. Yeah, and then she's posting selfies on Instagram of her in the jewelry, like bragging about her high dollar lifestyle. Oh man. The hundreds of meticulous details listed in that affidavit are staggering. Home addresses, phone numbers, IP addresses, account numbers, pictures from ATM machines, exact times of day and dates,
1: exact locations. And do you think those could be wrong? Before a federal agent is gonna sign a document under oath, they have triple-checked it to make sure it's accurate, that it's not misleading, that they have all their facts correct, because they know there could come a day when they're sitting in court under oath, cross-examined in front of a jury about their inaccurate statement and that could blow the whole case. So the last thing you wanna do is make a mistake by being sloppy or inaccurate when you're putting these things together. Oftentimes when you write a criminal complaint, you know the defendant is gonna read it and you want the defendant to think, oh shit, they found my IP address. Oh shit, they have me on camera doing X, Y, and Z. Maybe that causes the, the case to get resolved more quickly, right? You don't have to just turn over a million documents. Yeah,
5: I never thought of that. That's a good point. So those details probably scared the crap out of her.
1: Oh, I did that all the time. (laughs) All the time. It's like, let me tell you how fucked you are. (laughs) That's how we would draft criminal complaints a lot of times. Wow.
5: But again, hearing Danielle blithely spin and explain things away, you gotta wonder, what the hell is really going through her mind? I mean, there are tons of court records and news reports about her many criminal exploits all over the country. And yet, she publicly stated in an interview that everyone's got it wrong, saying, quote,
3: So, like, the story was, like, spun from, like, all different court documents of stuff, right? And, like, made to be, like, I'm some huge fraudster when, like, really at heart, like... I'm a researcher, and, like, things are interesting to me. And I, like, get really in-depth of, like, certain topics. So, like, that's why I know just so much about so many different things. such as just, like, scamming? Like, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. The scamming world is insane. There, It's a $7 billion industry, from LifeLock to people that are scamming. Like, I don't understand where the money's coming and where the money's going.
5: So, she's just a researcher. Sounds like she did nothing wrong, right? Well... I'm following the federal case now. I'll let you know what happens, so stay tuned. But the sophistication of Daniel Miller's many scams across the United States is almost unfathomable, given that she pulled most of them off in her 20s. Over the next nine episodes, we'll unpack each one of those crazy cons in exquisite detail, though there are some who point to a life-altering mistake Daniel Miller makes as a young girl as ground zero
3: for the birth of a con artist. I was 13 when I made the videos. At the time, were you a virgin? Uh.
5: Coming up this season on Queen of the Con, The Rich Girl.
3: When I was 13 years old, I went through a traumatic experience as a victim of child pornography that scarred me for the rest of my life. And it led me down a path of regrettable decisions.
8: Dude, this girl's a, like a, a walking con artist. Like, do not trust this woman.
3: She did so much wrong, and she has screwed
7: so many people over. Like, what about the people that are hurting from all of this?
0: We found about $25,000 in the car, along with other fake IDs as well. But she was saying
4: something about the probation or fines. And she was like, yeah, that's all this is going to amount to. Like,
0: bring it on. She's a
7: chameleon. Danielle is whoever you want her to be.
0: At first, she'd just try to be the victim. No matter what, I would ask her, she'd have the answer for it. Phone numbers, addresses social, you name it. She had it all in her head.
7: And I'll never forget, she did it in the middle of the night. She woke me up before I had to go to work. She was like, here's the check, Like, sign it. Here, I got to take care of this.
0: It sounds like
5: there are hundreds of victims, hundreds of people she's ripped off. Yes.
8: Wow. She got into my accounts, changed my email to a different email, changed my address to her address, sent herself a credit card and debit card opened up merchant banking accounts, a cash app, a Venmo, applied for Charles Schwab.
1: They were waiting for her outside of the store. So they came in exactly at the time where she was going to check out. And then she was like, she froze. She literally stand there and she's completely frozen. And then the detective said, I need your ID. I
7: was very intoxicated. I was already asleep and probably like, the room was probably spinning. And I woke up and Danielle was standing over me. She has dangerous, there's no impulse control.
8: She said, you know, if we just get married, I'll be able to get so many millions. And she's like, then we can just like split it up. And I was like, I would never, not for like, you. that is an actual con.
5: I'm getting the impression she was in love with you. Yes, 100%.
4: Yeah, it got pretty awkward.
7: In my head, I'm like, I just paid for this girl's vacation for her birthday, probably. Like, she's just been taking all this cash from me.
4: This person is more dangerous with a cell phone than anybody I know with a firearm.
5: So she (laughs) was using a stolen credit card on your Uber account and then used you to book rides for her.
7: Yeah. To this day, I am banned from Uber, and I can no longer use it.
5: I got called by a Tesla dealership in Detroit Did she try to buy a Tesla in your name? Yes.
3: I just want to say I'm truly sorry for what I did, and I apologize. And I would never let this happen ever, ever, ever again.
0: Why does Danielle Miller continue to do what she does and continue to do it successfully? It's because humans are reward-driven. We do what gets us results. She does this because it pays. It pays big.
7: I mean, at the end of the day, karma is a bitch, and I hope that it comes and it bites her in the ass.
5: A portion of an email in this episode from Danielle Miller's entertainment attorney was dramatized verbatim, as were all of Danielle's public statements and her interviewer's questions and comments. If you're enjoying Queen of the Con, click share and send it to your friends and family. Also, leave us a five-star review. Reviews increase the odds that other listeners like you will find us. Queen of the Con, The Rich Girl is a production of AYR Media and iHeart Media, hosted by me, Jonathan Walton, executive producers, Jonathan Walton for Jonathan Walton Productions, and Eliza Rosen for AYR Media, executive producer, Paulina Williams. Written by Jonathan Walton. Consulting producer, Evan Goldstein. Segment producer, Kathy Abraham. Senior associate producer, Jill Pesheznik. Coordinator, George Fahm. Sound design by Tim Mulhern. Edited and mixed by Tim Mulhern. Supervising editor, Victoria Chang. Audio engineer, Justin Longerbeam. Studio engineer, Matteo Berrigan. Mastered by Victoria Chang. Legal counsel for AYR Media, Gianni Douglas. Executive producer for iHeart Media, Maya Howard. Voice acting by Brian Clovis, Milan Faxis, Jorge Farragut, and Melina Kraljevsky. Court records, police records, the Department of Justice, Homeland Security, victim interviews, interviews with investigators, the New York Post, New York Magazine, and Spotify's Forbidden Fruits were the sources used for this season of Queen of the Con.
2: That's TrinitySchool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life, transform the world.
4: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
3: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
4: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.